Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition, a live edition tonight, actually. We are all in the same room for probably the first time ever of Cubs on Tap. I am your host for the evening, Ron Luce. I am joined by three other panelists this evening. Before we get started, I would like to make note, Nick Castellanos had an RBI double today for the Reds. I'm not happy about that, but we are happy because we're talking about a Cubs win. I'm joined by Nick Hudson, Juice the Juice Man himself, and Cody Del Mendo. Gentlemen, what's up, boys? How are we doing? Doing well. Dude. Cubs, man. Cubs. Cubs. Kyle Cubs, Hendricks. Man. I'd go to war for Kyle Hendricks right now. Dude, hey, if he, we all got If, he, need, if he needed troops to, like, you know, go to war right now, like, I'd be right behind him. I'd be like, let's go, man. Like, sign me up. I'm, take take me wherever. We're, if we're going to fucking Iraq, where the fuck we're going, I don't care. I would go to war for that motherfucker right now. Uh, and Ron, we're now officially explicit. We are officially, yes. We are officially explicit. But it only explicit. took us, what, a minute? Not even a minute. Not even a minute. I'm not even so hyped. We were all so hyped up about Kyle Hendricks' complete game tonight. Agreed. Fucking Kyle Hendricks. Dude, hey, we all got beers. Cheers to Kyle fucking Cheers. Hendricks. Cheers, Cheers to Kyle Hendricks. Cheers to Kyle Hendricks. Cheers to Kyle Hendricks. I apologize for, I think it was like a couple days ago on the Cubs on Tap uh, Twitter account. I think Brian was, was running the account. Mm-hmm. He tweeted some, like a poll. was like, who would you rather see? Uh, start opening day, and it was like obviously it was Darvish or Kyle Hendricks, and I was like either are fine, but Darvish makes more sense because of the stuff. And now I just feel like an idiot. Like, <laughs> let's start Kyle Hendricks opening day for uh, until the day he retires. How about tomorrow? I mean, yeah, he, he start like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so can he go tomorrow? He probably I mean, could. Yeah. He probably could. Obviously, for those that didn't get to see the game tonight. Cubs win three to nothing over the Milwaukee Brewers at home at Wrigley Field. Kyle Hendricks complete game on opening day. Shut so up, absolute gem. Shut up with Shut the up. DH. No, no walks. No walks. Yep. Nine strikeouts. And you said him and Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Rogers just tweeted like a couple minutes ago. He said uh, Kyle Hendricks and Clayton Kershaw are the only two pitchers in the last thirty years to. Throw a complete game on opening day w- without allowing a walk. That's impressive. Oh, that's insane. That's, that's not just impressive. That's insane. That's insane. We watched history. Yeah. That's that's it. It. Like Clayton Kershaw is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. And <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves on this podcast because a lot of this is going to be just the Kyle Hendricks uh, just, just parade of just Absolutely. how great he was tonight. But Kyle Hendricks Hall of Fame? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> If he keeps Dude, pitching like that for the next like that. ten years, yeah, maybe, maybe you know what I mean. Like he was incredible tonight, yeah, man. Let's people get talk about the freaking Cubs and how they have like so many bad contracts. Kyle Hendricks is a great contract. He was yeah, that, that extension, extension is that's makes a so much sense. Yeah, for those, I hope he pitches every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously, sign me up for him tomorrow. Let's go. So for those, just so everybody knows, listening, the official stat line for Mr. Hendricks tonight obviously gets the W. Goes nine innings, three hits. We'll crack him to that. No. Earned runs, no walks, nine strikeouts for the ace of the Cubs. Not to make you feel stupid, Cody, but it's <laughs> nonetheless. You Darvish has a, he has a tough task tomorrow to he sure does to, to, to repeat yep. that. He sure does. Hey, and you know what? Sometimes internal competition is good. But let's just re- quickly recap the the scoring for today's game. Oh wait, Ooh, do we have a special we have a guest? Special guest? Oh. We might special oh. guest coming down. Is it him? Well. Could it be? Hey, it's, oh, the Prez. Prez. it's the Prez. It's the Prez. What's going on, boys? What's going on? Cheers. 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 Hey, hey, guys. First off, 
Thanks for coming out tonight. This of is course, opening buddy. day, opening yep. day, Sox, Cubs, whatever. You know, I hate all you motherfuckers. That's number one. That's <laughs> equally, That's number though, one. right? I, yeah, Just equally. as long as you don't hate one equally. of us more than the other. Yeah, I've got my cousin here, Nick, and I love that he's here. Cody has never been out to the house. I know Kyle has. Ron loves to sleep right here in his White Sox blanket. That they I'm give call me him out right voluntarily. Now. I'm calling yes. him out right now. But, guys, congrats on the win. I'll give you guys that. But Kyle Hendricks tonight, guys. I don't know if it, I don't know where you guys are at in this podcast. We are, are you talking about so Kyle Hendricks? This is Hendricks? the yes, Kyle Hendricks yeah, parade. Really like, so just keep the, it rolling. Let's just so keep it rolling. All your thoughts on a guy. Obviously, on the south side, we're watching a guy, Lucas Gio, very talented. Had a rough start to start the game here. But watching two different types of baseball games, I think, was kind of fun to watch as both teams here mm-hmm. because you got to see a lot of offense on one mm-hmm. and then a masterpiece on the other side, and I know you can speak to that. Yeah, I can. I, I personally, myself, uh, even as a White Sox fan, this will, this will, this might come to, to bite me in the ass a little bit <laughs> as a Sox fan, but Kyle Hendricks as a pitcher, one of my favorite pitchers in the MLB. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hands down, I love the craftiness, guys. I absolutely love the craftiness. I don't know if you guys have drawn any comparisons to anybody, but like Greg Maddox, screams always. Kyle Hendricks, right always. there. I mean, if 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 he would just show some emotion, I might be more attached. <laughs> but uh, you know, I've got I've got Kyle in in two fantasy leagues right now, and I'm extremely happy with what I saw tonight. Uh, I I think you guys have a really talented pitcher here. I'm I'm really happy he was the opening day starter. I mean, you guys got you guys have a hell of a rotation. You've got Lester. You've got you Darvish, you've got Kyle Hendricks. That's a that's a front three that you guys can be proud of. Even as a White Sox fan, I saw stuff over the off season uh, where people were comparing the White Sox rotation to the Cubs rotation. I think that front three is is stronger than what we have. And that's that's just me speaking honestly right now. I'm wow. I'm about I don't know how many at beers. Six, I don't at know six oh two. I don't know in the podcast. I don't know how many. Let's I don't know how many down. beers I'm deep right now, and I'm with and with all the Cubs guys, but. I think if you line up the front three, that's that's something that you guys can ride on, and that's going to carry you guys pretty far. Uh, but Kyle Hendricks, man, I, I I love that stuff. You power pitchers, like we like to say on socks on tap, cool and tough. And I, I don't think any of you guys are going to disagree with that. But if you can get a guy who hits his spots the way Kyle Hendricks does consistently, he doesn't have to throw ninety nine miles an hour. Guy could throw an eighty six mile an hour junk ball. And if people are if if he's missing bats, that's just as good as a 99-mile-an-hour heater, 101, Absolutely. whatever you get up in the zone. It doesn't matter. A strikeout's a strikeout. I don't know what you guys think. I'll, I'll turn it over to you no, guys. I, I'm just joining you for a in minute. In a lot of ways, it, it, you guys talk cool and tough, uh, throwing fastballs and being the power pitcher, but soft and efficient is, you know, it's it's a great T-shirt that we can hashtag every time it's It might it's be out. just as you know, cool and tough. Yeah. And honestly, like, in the day of, of era that we're at, with the DH in both leagues now mm-hmm. for this 60-game season, it just makes it so much more impressive of what he did tonight. You know, off the off the cuff, no fans. I mean, obviously, it's it's a different environment in general. And he went out there and he looked like the Kyle Hendricks that should have stayed in. We were talking about this in Game 7 of the World Series, 2016. He's just been that rock. And I think it's funny how, you know, Cody mentioned earlier, I hate to throw him under the bus again, but we did a poll on Cubs on Tap, who should start opening day. This – Tonight just made it known. It's not a question. Like Kyle Hendricks, and I know they have a lot of talent on the south side. Is the best pitcher in Chicago? He's the best pitcher in Chicago. I I would agree with you. After watching what I saw Lucas Giolito do this 
during this start right here. I think you throw both those guys in a game, you're going to get an entertaining sure. baseball game. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But uh, most polished, I'll give you that, hands down. Yeah. Kyle Hendricks, he's very polished. He knows what he's doing when he takes the mound every single time. Um, this is really hard for me to say. Like I'm going to have to go <laughs> drink about 15 more beers after this. But I, I just wanted to come down here real quick, say thanks for coming out. This is, I think, the first Cubs on tap that's being recorded at Casa de Marchese. Yeah. Garaje de Marchese. I wanted to thank you guys for coming out here tonight. Um, I've had a good time. And we're the all listeners. Gonna, the listeners for tuning in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank, thanks to thanks the listeners. For supporting on tap. These guys work so fucking hard. It's incredible. Um, you know, as, as a White Sox fan myself, seeing Ron, Kyle, Cody, who just joined us recently, Nick, these guys do this after every single game, bringing you a post-game show. We are the only website in Chicago that does a post-game show for every single thing. You guys should be really proud of who you're listening to. These guys are worth tuning into every single night. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. Um, so, I mean, I mean, credit to all you guys. And, and this isn't even the full crew. I got to I got to yeah. give some shout-outs to uh, to Brian Mishler, uh, Daniel Schwartz, Schwartzy, Marty um, Lavelle. Marty Lavelle. There, there, there's a, Kelly. Yeah, Justin Kelly. There's a bunch of other guys who are going to be doing this every single game. And this is this is a grind. I know it. I do it for the Sox. I do it for the Hawks. Ron Ron and I share a mic uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to Hawks post games and everything. Absolutely. These guys work incredibly hard. Uh, I, I, just the Cubs fans, I hate you. But uh, – <laughs> uh, <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations on an opening day win. I think every every fan of baseball wants to see their team win the first game of the season. So uh, sincere congratulations to you guys. I'm going to flip you off right after this, but uh, sincere congratulations. Um, you know, two of these guys, at least two of these guys, are sleeping on my couch tonight. One of them might wind up in a socks blanket. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> got a, got a know, camo blanket with me. Yeah, you know, who knows? But. Uh, Really, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate all the work you guys do for, for On Tap and what you guys bring to you know Cubs Twitter and Cubs fans all over the place. I don't really have much else to say unless you guys have anything else you want to bring me into, but uh, just no, keep, I, keep I, doing I, what you're doing, guys. It's, it's a 60-game sprint. Yeah. I'd love to meet you in the World Series. That's all i got to say. Absolutely. <laughs> and just quickly for our fans, if you haven't checked out all our materials, as you heard, El Prez here, Mr. Tony Marchese, is – the owner and president of the ONTAP Sports Network, and Cubs on Tap is the official podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. Check out all of our great stuff, www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on all social media at ONTAP Sportsnet. That is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go check out Corn Dogs. It's a good series. Ooh, yes, that's that's a good that's a good one too. That there, is a good one. Uh, and, and just one last thing before I before I roll out of here, I don't know if you guys have covered this on the podcast. Our guy Ron here. Who hosts most of these shows took on our guy, Summer of George, at a Chicago Dogs game <laughs> just not too long ago. Ron Luce, what did you get? 14 dogs? 14, 14 hot dogs by like the eighth inning yeah, of a Chicago good. Dogs game. Just edging out Summer of George over in White Sox Twitter. That's that's after by, losing by, 30 pounds. By too, one do, by one dog. Dude, you did some ac- you did watch. some excellent work. Um, <laughs> you know, you can you, you if you follow the show, you may have seen it on uh, at ONTAP Sportsnet on Twitter. But, Ron, uh, just uh, another congratulations to you, you for being such a trooper. Um, putting down all those dogs. dogs. 
Yeah, right? he's, four. 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 he's at four, four. right now. We're at four. It might there's get like, to six. There's, there's, there's <laughs> at least 50 dogs <laughs> left. Uh, we've got a couple innings left in the White Sox games. I'm going to go back and enjoy that. I'll let you guys Please get back it, to what you're doing. But uh, thanks again, guys, for, for everything you do for crack the Cavs. Cheers to that. Crack them. Crack them. Cheers. Guys, enjoy this post-game show. You guys are talking about a winner. I hope I'm doing the same. We're down right now, but who knows? A lot of game left, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of baseball left. left. Thanks for joining us, Prez. That was Tony Marchese, ladies and gentlemen. He is the absolute man. Again, the man that makes all this happen over here at ONTAP Sportsnet, the one that came up with the original idea and, and brought us all along for the ride. So we can't thank him enough, even though he is a Sox fan. and He <laughs> he didn't flip everybody off. No, for, he for didn't. He actually he said he was really going nicely. to, but I didn't th- that was a nice walkout. I, before I got a question to ask, what is really in that 2005 book? The thing is uh, like the size of the dictionary. It, is and book. it, is, it literally looks like a textbook over here. I'm like, how much thing. can you put in? a book about one world series well whatever we had a lot of art. we had a lot of i art, think it's i think it's sure. just the the cover of the book that thing's a chemistry text. <laughs> about it. but but anyway let's talk a little bit quickly about the game uh, we were about to recap just the scoring of the game before prez came down um again tale of of wednesday night again which is kind of worth noting all runs coming via the long ball yeah which that's, take that for so what cubs. that is it's you know so cubs um you know, it, it's it's just kind of one of those things. But hey, let's 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 talk about it. Let's get after it. So obviously, um, you know, Caratini and Horner on, um, or excuse me, Caratini got on in the uh, with a double. Didn't do a whole lot, um, but Horner gets on, and then Ian Happ goes deep for the first home run of the season for the Cubs. Uh, that gives the Cubs a 2-0 lead pretty early in this one. We got there pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, again, Hendricks gem rolling into the into the late innings. Um, they got some insurance. Desperately needed insurance. We were all getting a little nervous. Obviously, Hendricks stayed in, which I think calmed our nerves a little bit. But um, Anthony Rizzo just to one knee pulls this thing. It looked like it was going to be a foul ball initially. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh. Oh shit! That's a home run. Okay, yeah. hey, celebrate! Let's do it! Woo! And I, I stupidly had my push notifications on on the MLB <laughs> app, and I, I looked at my phone. And I'm like, "All right, guys, uh, let's good get things excited. about that." Yeah, <laughs> let's get excited. I was like, "Don't look at your phone! Don't look at your phone!" But <laughs> hey, no, great night. Um, worth noting, just really quickly, fly the W player picks. Uh, Juice, you and Kyle Hendricks. You're damn right. I think that's that's, that's definitely the, the winner of the night. Winner. Honorable I, mentions, though. Ian Happ. Ian Happ. Brian Mitchell had Ian Happ. I had Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. Felt pretty good about that. Felt like he was. You know Horner too. I, and I don't want to say that like Horner had a bad night. game, but he had decent at bats as a yes. rookie. You know, getting the defense getting off, uh, was good. And actually, can I can I build off that real quick? Yeah. I actually pulled up a stat. So speaking of good at bats, I want to bring up. He didn't do a lot tonight, but Chris Bryant. First day, he had like the, a seven or eight pitch. He did the perfect job of a leadoff hitter tonight. And I, I have a stat here from Jesse Rogers of ESPN. Chris Bryant has seen, and this was at 7 o'clock, so it was after two at-bats. Chris Bryant has seen 18 pitches in two at-bats as the Cubs' new leadoff hitter. That is exactly what you want on your yep. leadoff hitter. Even if you're not getting on, even if you're not driving in runs or getting on base or whatever – if you are making that other pitcher work, and we think back to that 2016 team for the Cubs, what were they so good at doing? Killing starting pitching by the fourth, fifth inning because they threw so many pitches. Yep. You can get that out of your first guy in the lineup every single night, night in and night out. You're 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 destined for good things. And if he's doing that and getting on base, let's say he's getting a double, and then Rizzo's coming up and hitting a single or a double, like friend of the show Don Frederick would say, Cubs won nothing to start every single game. I mean, that is a recipe for success. 
And, you know, wanted to bring that up because you mentioned good at-bats. A lot of good at-bats tonight. Nico Horner had good at-bats. You know, Javi Baez was hitting the shit out of the ball. Just happened to be at, at, directly at guys. You know what I mean? So, overall, a pretty good night there. But kind of just a little bit around the horn here. You know, yeah. let's just keep talking about it. You know, other things you guys noticed from the game. Anything that you really liked? Maybe something that you want to just bring up and discuss? Let's hear it, man. I'm happy to see uh, Ian Happ starting to produce. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a guy that I really wanted to see excel especially because we have that center field battle going on, kind of. So I'm happy to see it. Uh, it would have been nice to see Horner do a little bit more, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick was Schwarber. But, I th- you know, on any day he could do something. But Of course. I uh, I had a lot of confidence in him this year, and I think he's going to have really good at-bats, and the power is going to really be there. And we need power this 60-game stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is one season, and I want to hear you know, your two thoughts on this, just building off what Nick said. I think this is one season where you can really get away with the long ball, kind of carrying your offense, right? I mean, we saw it tonight. Yeah. We've seen it now two games in a row, if you were able to watch Wednesday's game. Obviously, the marquee deal. Big news worth noting. Marquee. Yeah. Hey, Marquee. Yeah. Let's go, boys. Kenny got off his ass. Yeah, yeah. Great Kenny. Thank you. You want to you talk, talk about the 12th hour getting a deal done? This morning, waking up to that news was fantastic. But... You know, for those that I did this the Hulu seven day free trial for the live TV, so I could watch Wednesday's game. You know, it literally was almost replicas of the same game. Um, you know, just the the long ball drove the offense, but I think what the differentiating factor for this game was there was a lot better quality at bats in this game versus that game on Wednesday. There was a lot of garbage at bats on Wednesday, besides for the two Wilson home runs and the the Anthony Rizzo two run bomb. You know, Anthony Rizzo keeps that heat going. But even Contreras, good at bats, hitting the shit out of the ball, just wasn't getting lucky with ball luck tonight. So, you know, it kind of just, again, building off of everything, you know, getting your thoughts not only on the, the at bats, but also, again, you know, do you really believe, and I, at least I think this is the case, and it's okay if we disagree. I want uh, disagreements, good, you know. Um, do you think this is the, the one season where a team can just really dominate the long ball and it actually carry you to a World Series title? I mean, I feel like we've seen it even in the 162-game seasons. I mean, yeah. the long balls became so much more emphasized. Uh, peop- you know, the purists really, mm-hmm. really hate to see that. Uh, I don't – I mean, I didn't mean to make that a joke, but they really do hate to see that. They, the, they hate to see it. The purists hate to see it. The purists love, like, bunting and whatever. I don't know how else to say it. But, like, it's not, not that that stuff's not important, like, you know – whether you're getting a single and then butting a guy over to second. I mean, you just don't see that a lot in today's game because analytics, the, the, the analytical nerds are going to say that, hey, that's probably not the the best way. to. It's not going to provide you the best way to win. At least that's what they say. I'm not going to – I don't know. I couldn't really – I'm not that analytical. But um, I will say that, you know, especially in a season like this, the long ball definitely matters – I mean, in every single this, this game, yeah, the Cubs are one and zero. But like, b- back again to the anal- analytical guys, like this is like worth like three wins or yeah. something like that. Like mm-hmm. every win, ma- like counts, like matters more so than like if you w- we won on you know April first in a hundred sixty two game season. Like it matters so much more today than than it ever will be because it's such a weird season. But I mean. The Cubs, personally for me, the Cubs have been relying on the long ball a lot most of the last, you know, four or five seasons. Like, sure. yeah. they, 
they've been a team that, you know, high on when they're good, you know, they got a high on base leadoff guy, Dexter Fowler, Chris Bryant tonight, even though he didn't get on base, but you explain, you know, great at bats, exactly what you want to see. Um, but they've always been a guy, a team full of people with high on base percentages. They get on and then hopefully whoever the hell is at the plate, they knock them in. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, that's all, that, that, that's simply yeah. what they do. Uh, and if they don't knock them in with a, a single, double, triple, they're hitting it over the fence. And it, yeah. I more so to me, just thinking about the last four years, I feel like they've just been hitting more home runs than anything else. Yeah. So well, and, know, and to build off what you just said there, right? I mean, just tonight's a perfect example: three runs, but only on five hits. You know, this was yeah, a very right. low hitting ball game, like yeah. you said. Yeah. You know, it was a boring ball game for those that like high offense. <laughs> you know, yeah. but this tonight, is a great game for the purists. Yeah, yeah. tonight we liked boring. <laughs> well, that's we, me. <laughs> I'll always be the purist here. No, I, I just to build off that. It, like you said, it's a short season. We're playing sixty games within the heat of summer. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about the you know the home run ball carrying your offense, it's very possible. Obviously, we haven't seen the growth over the last three years from these young hitters in terms of putting the ball and play more, moving runners. I mean, there were four or five times today that we could have saw somebody move the runners. But I think that I think that the first games of these series are bigger than any ones you could play because. If you look at how this lines up, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because obviously, you know, you play a game a day, but t- tomorrow when they play, what now you're looking at Burns, who is not a guy who pitched com- very well last year. He's very unproven. You're looking at you, Darvers, on the same side. So maybe you see more offense tomorrow, but taking their ace out of the equation and winning that Huge. ball game is obviously we've talked about three wins is worth, you know, per game now. Maybe it's worth even more like five because you're you're not maybe in terms of Milwaukee you're not seeing the level of starting pitching and he didn't go as deep into the game so they had to duck into their bullpen you know right. that that's this is the key for the Cubs season offensively this year is even if you aren't putting up runs you need Chris Bryant type of bats at the beginning of the game Absolutely. where you're taking big bites out of these starting pitchers because it's only going to snowball more often than it would. This year than any other year because it's so few game or so many games in so few days. So, yes, I agree. Hit the home run, hit the ball out of the ballpark. It's you know going to be August soon, and that's where this Cubs offense really heats up. But in another way, it's like some of these guys on this team need to put it to the side on being the guys who drive the ball out of the ballpark all the time and be the guys who put good at bats together. And all of them can. I'm not saying that, but your Nico Horners, your I was really disappointed in Jason Hayward tonight in terms of putting good at bats together. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is what we've seen from Jay Hay, but it he's he's a home run hitter that is not a home run hitter. So for this year, work your count. Be patient. You know, swing at the right pitches, try to drive a ball that's in one spot. Because if you're going to do damage, that's what you're gonna to have to hit the ball out of the ballpark. If you're not, be a guy who drives 10, 12, 13 pitch at bats. That bites, you know, the behind of the starter to get into that bullpen because you may not win the first game, you may not win the second game, but you're winning game three because you're seeing the fifth, sixth, eighth guy out of that bullpen, yep. and that's the key for the season. I, I think it's with a sprint like this and with an expanded roster, we're going to see more guys we've never seen before. And I think that's the key to the Cubs winning this year and just going through the division because we don't know how deep these bullpens are. Absolutely. 
And I'm going to build off that with a little math for you. So tonight's a good example, right? You're saying, let's get after the top pitchers. Let's get after their starters. So Woodruff, very good pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Obviously, they're ace, you know. Um, On the radio, I was listening on the way here because I mentally showed up a little later than everybody else. You know, work does that to you sometimes. But listening to, you know, Pat Hughes on the radio talk about how Craig Council said they penciled Woodruff in as this opening day starter last October. Like, Mm -hmm. it was a no-brainer. He's their guy. So... In the 85 pitches he threw tonight, Chris Bryant saw 18 of them. That's over 20%. That's 21% of pitches. Awesome. That's huge out of one guy in your lineup. And you're getting that consistently out of multiple guys. Woodruff only went five innings tonight. Like you said, they dipped into one, two, three, four names out of their bullpen already tonight. The Cubs haven't touched anybody out of the bullpen. Craig yeah. Kimball only got a little loose tonight. That's it. <laughs> he was just getting a little warmed up. Yep. I think, honestly, uh, total side note, the number change is going to help Kimball this year. He was 24 last year. He didn't have the mojo. <laughs> He's 46 all the way. He's back to 46 now. We saw him warming up, a little jersey yeah. number change. I think that little mojo might. Okay. We're, we're, we're hoping for good news. Is that worth one more mile per hour on the uh, on I don't give it. As long as he ain't and if it is, I'm okay with it. As long as he's not he's not shedding a year off my life with the stress he puts on me when he closes the game, we're good. Well, Kyle pitches every day. We got no problem. Yeah, we got no problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, but just you know, like you said, I mean, you guys have all put it perfectly. I think this is this is a team, you know, and, and Brian Mishler, you know, give him a big shout out. He wrote about it. This is a team, this is a season that benefits the Cubs and how this roster is built. Older veteran pitching. You hit your spots, you know. Got a couple guys with stuff. Darvish, Chatwood when he's on. Um, you know, a guy like Quintana who's just an innings eater. Again, obviously we're waiting for him to get back from cutting his hand on dishes, but that's neither here nor there. And Cubs on tap, if he does it, he needs to let us know if he has a dishwasher or not. Because True. I, I from Cubs on tap, and we'll send it as a gift from us, we will send him a dishwasher. We will. <laughs> if he doesn't have one, I will send him a dishwasher. Yes, because I would much rather see him. Not a shot Alec Mills pitched really well last year, but let's be honest. I mean, Quintana has been very good as a yeah. pub. Yeah. I think, honestly, underappreciated. Again, we're yeah. going to give another shout-out to Brian Mishler tonight. Wrote up a great article about the, the Quintana trade. Really has been an underappreciated player. You know, he's been healthy. He's been given 200 innings in a full season every year. You know, he's, he's maybe not giving you the wow numbers every night, but does his job. And sometimes in a starting pitcher, that's all you need. You need a guy that can give you six good innings and get to your, your top guys in the bullpen as long as you have a lead. And so, you know, it's certainly worth something. Um, also want to just quickly note before we kind of start to deviate a little bit here from the recap of the game, uh, Jesse Rogers had a, que- uh, a, que- a quoted <laughs> – I said it was it was a quoted tweet, I guess. Is it is kind of a tweet, though. It is a tweet. <laughs> hey, that comes on tap only. It's, it's a tweet. It's a tweet. It's a tweet. <laughs> so he had a tweet, uh, and it said, you know, Kyle Hendricks was quoted saying that he did not expect that tonight. Very Kyle Hendricks of him to just be like, yeah. I didn't expect that. And then I saw somebody else put up a um, emojis of Kyle Hendricks <laughs> for everything he does. It was like eight different ones, and it's all the little just straight mouth, straight face emoji. Yeah. And I loved it, and it made me very happy. But a uh, little different tonight. I kind of want to, before we, we start to dive into the preview of tomorrow's sure. game, obviously early game, 12.05, uh, there's a very good chance that all of us are going to be fighting off hangovers by the time that game starts tomorrow. But, but we'll, we'll be watching. We will be watching. Actually, I'll be at the golf course. I'll be sweating on a hangover. There you go. So. I'll be watching, potentially from my bed, but I'll be watching. So we want to talk a little season preview here, maybe just like five, ten minutes, Not nothing too crazy, because we really didn't get to do an official season preview episode. We did a nice recap of the exhibition games. Brian and I got to talk a little bit about like things we're kind of looking forward to. We didn't really get to dive into what everybody actually thinks for this season. So obviously, again, for those that need a refresher, um, you know, 60-game season, 60 games, 66 days. 
all teams are playing within their own region. So AL and NL Central will only play each other. Uh, AL East, NL East, NL West, AL West. So not a ton of travel. Cubs aren't going to see anybody power out in the West, power out in the East. It's all in the Central. I'll go ahead and start off by just saying preview for the season. I'm not necessarily going to give a prediction, but I just kind of some observations of the schedule. Obviously, division games are huge because they're huge every year, but this year they're really huge because that's, you know, 65% of your schedule this year. The Cubs have an excellent opportunity because, let's be honest, in the AL Central, outside of potentially the White Sox and the Twins, I am not terrified of either one of those other three teams, especially Detroit and, and Kansas City. They should beat <laughs> up on both of those teams. That should be sweeps, yep. honest to God. Both of those teams are in rebuilds, especially Detroit. Good Lord, they're in like the rebuild of all rebuilds. Well, right so now. is the city of Detroit. So I mean, that is <laughs> true. I mean, that whole sports <laughs> landscape in Detroit is in rebuild. Yeah, <laughs> Detroit, but it's Red- not St. Louis. I'd rather find myself in Detroit than St. Louis. There you go. The classic juice hate St. Louis move. We we need to get at least one of those on here to, for for the night. But you know, that's kind of my thoughts right now on the season preview. And I think the Cubs have a good advantage here. Uh, you know, they have an ability to take advantage of, of this season because the Cardinals really didn't get a whole lot better over the offseason. In my opinion, they might have actually gotten worse losing a big bat like Marcelo Zuna. But then you look at, you know, the Pirates. Obviously, the Pirates this year, they're just, they are what they are. Their best pitcher and Chris Archer's out for the season because of a shoulder surgery. So they are bare bones of what their roster is. You know, you got the Reds, who are arguably, probably talent-wise, the biggest threat to the Cubs. They won seven one night. Nicholas Castellanos said an RBI double. I think I mentioned that already. But um, sorry, I threw a little tantrum in the in the garage tonight when I saw that. I was not happy about that. For those obviously that listened last season, know my love affection to Nick Castellanos. I have his jersey at home. Probably gonna wear it tomorrow. But um, you know, and then. Milwaukee, we saw tonight, like, yeah, they still have good players. Yelich is a good player. I think Keston Hirara might be one of the most underrated second basemen in the league. I think he's a very good player. Um, you know, Justin Smoke is still a very good first baseman. They have talent on that roster, but, like, Orlando Arcia is the only player that got on base for them tonight. Who's normally, like, a 187 hitter. He just had a really nice <laughs> hit. I, can't, I ranted enough about Orlando Arcia tonight, man. You really did. I mean, it literally in the garage. It was, garage, it was every, every time, time he got a hit. hit yeah, he literally was, sucks, yeah. except when he plays the Cubs. It's well, it's true. a perfect game tonight. He's a Cubs killer, Arsenal. like the yeah. the definition of Cubs killer. Like, can we can we put an asterisk next to that and say if Orlando Arcia wasn't in the lineup, it's a perfect game from Kyle Hendricks? Yeah, oh, why not? I mean, yeah. three hits and they're all Orlando Arcia. Otherwise, that rest of that lineup was goose egg tonight. And it's also, insane. I'll, I'll laugh though. If if everybody on the top of that lineup didn't do anything and Orlando Arcia's the I'm, one who's I'm trying, all right with hey, it. the Cubs are probably winning ninety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, right. was your nine hitter tonight? I mean, you if look that's at that lineup tomorrow. It, then by all means, like yeah, you look sign at the, me up. For you look, the rest of the series. You look at that lineup: Sogard, zero for four; Yelich, zero for four; and Yelich Kiara. is bad. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say that like Yelich. Yeah. He's a strong. He's, 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 he's obviously a guy who's a scrub. But Kyle Hendricks tonight made Christian Yelich look. Rough Bad. on a lot of swings, yep. you know, and that's Kyle will do that. But with that said, I, I mean, go through the lineup and yeah, Orlando Arcia. I mean, you know, Hira, Hira, zero for four with two strikeouts. Smoke zero for three with two strikeouts. Braun went zero for three. Love seeing that. Avisal Garcia went zero for three with a strikeout. Narvaez, two former White Sox, ironically in that six seven spot there, zero <laughs> uh, for three with a strikeout. Kane zero for three with a strikeout, and then Orlando Arcia was three for three. He's the only one in the lineup that did anything. So it just goes to show it's like, like you said, if your nine-hitter is the only guy getting your starting pitcher that night, I'm okay with it. Sign me up. Three singles, yeah. I'll take three singles every single day. 
and it's great. And, and it was really, really a solid game. But again, to kind of turning to some of the previews, I want to get, you know, just a little bit of thoughts from each of you. Again, we don't have to go super in depth on this because well, let's be honest, fans that are listening, you're <laughs> going to hear our voices a lot in the next 66 days. So just kind of a quick, you know, maybe something you're looking on, you know, at this season of like, ooh, this is something to watch. Let's We'll just go around the horn. Nick, I'll let you start off. Man. I'd like to actually say that, so with the home run ball carrying the season, I'm not going to fully disagree, but I am going to say I love small ball. Like, I am just such a small <laughs> ball guy, which is funny. Everyone thinks it's funny that I'm kind of a baseball purist. I was freaking pissed about the extra inning rule, like, lost my mind. That's my nightmare. Because I love the 18-inning games. Let it go all night. I love it. But anyways, with uh, the home run ball carrying the team, I'd like to see us have better at-bats. And we saw it tonight. We had some good at-bats tonight. But the better at-bats that we have, we can string some hits together. I think we'd have more production that way rather than relying on power all the time because we all know power spotty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes guys are hot. They'll bomb, 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 and then – they go on a cold streak, and we talked about it. 60 games, you cannot have a cold streak of just complete nothingness. So I'd like to see guys change their approach a little bit as well. Um, I always liked last year that Baez kind of started going oppo with his swing, taking the pitches the other way. I've always loved Anthony Rizzo's approach, always. I like how he gets on top of the plate. I mean, if you want to come inside, try it. He's he got, got hit. He got hit yeah, tonight. Yeah. yeah, death taxes and Anthony Rizzo getting hit by pitch. Like, and then his back hurting in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, his yeah. <laughs> back hurting. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a lot of that. and You know, I'm excited about it. And I thought David Ross did a really good job, too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, Anyone bring think us that completely off. Madden would have brought, would have taken Hendricks out? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. probably two innings Kimbrough, prior. Yeah. Kimbrough would have been coming in for a six-out save. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On opening day. Yeah. <laughs> because he's a $16 million man. No, I, I think yeah. that's a good point. You know, you bring up a lot of good points, Nick. And again, I think that's like you said. You know, it's it's another approach that you have to think about. Like, you know, yeah, can the long ball carry a team this season? Sure, but like, there's a very good chance there's going to be a lot of games. One where you know you, that that single in the eighth inning with a guy on third is going to be the, the difference in a game. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Juice, what do you think? What are some? Your yeah, thoughts? I think you know I want to build on Nick's point. You know, obviously the the long ball can't carry you, but I think that in a lot of ways that there's a lot of smaller uh, guys who play have smaller roles on this team are going to have to play big roles. You know, coming down because obviously there's so few games and these games matter so much. I think one thing we haven't talked about either is the MLB expanded playoffs now. Yeah. And I mean, in a lot of ways, too, it's not about, and I hate to say this, most most years I'm like, win your division, that way you don't have to. But I think that this year it's more or less just get in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because who knows what teams will look like come the playoffs or, you know, with coronavirus yeah. kind of looming throughout this whole thing as well. I, uh, I think that, I think the theme for the season, and if there should be a theme for this podcast, it should be all hands on deck. You know, it's there's going to be games where, and we, he didn't play tonight, but Albert Elmora maybe gets a big hit. You know, maybe that's the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that, like, each at-bat means, as much as each game means three times more, each at-bat probably means ten times more. You know, so it's not as much like, I, I don't worry about your Rizzos, your Bryants, your Baez, your Contreras. Those are the guys who are going to be mainstays in your lineup, but you're... Your Kyle Schwarbers, you know, your tweeners, like your guys like Ian Happ, who tonight comes out with a big home run to, you know, kind of vault the the Cubs' offense and kind of carry it. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys, your Albert Almoras, you know, they just signed uh, 
uh, Dietrich. Derek Dietrich. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's another guy that like we're looking at in this kind of equation of if you have a chance to contribute, please by all means because it's a weird season. It's so few games, and all of them mean so much. So all of them mean so much that your hit in a close ball game means so much more. You know, so and I think it almost kind of prepares each team for the playoffs. You know, because each team is going to be playing so few games that matter so much that it's going to be a playoff atmosphere, I think, from today all the way till the end of the year. And I think that it's going to be a fun season and all hands on deck, and that's for the manager, David Ross. We haven't talked at all tonight about he went out two outs here and talked to Kyle Hendricks, Mm -hmm. listening to your players and going, hey, I want to finish this. Mm -hmm. You know, there was some talk about what was he talking about there between us, about if he was talking about Scott Report or talking about, you know, if he would take him out. But... That is one of the positive things I draw from tonight. That's not Kyle Hendricks. It's not Ian Happ. And the fact that that was great to see the player-manager communication that I don't think we had under Joe. You know, Joe was more or less, this is how we're going in 6, 7, 8, 9, and this is the game plan. I don't care. These players seem to have more leeway. And I think that over a 60-game season, the trust that David Ross has built with these maybe bolts these guys into the playoff spot, and then we'll see where it happens because that's what baseball is. And just to quickly add to that too, right? It, it's not like it's not like you know Hadavi, the pitching coach, came out and talked to him. It's Ross coming out and talked to him. It's so like yeah. we all freaked out because naturally, usually when you see the manager coming out, it means a pitching change. Yeah. No, like you said, you know, we we kind of joked like Ross was you know having flashbacks of Hendricks coming out oh. too early in Game Seven, and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you want to stay in? I'll let you stay in, but. But no, seriously, like that that is huge. And I think that's why you've seen so many former players succeed so much as managers. And obviously most of these guys have some type of baseball experience, obviously, sure. in order to manage a team. But, you know, more of these guys are willing, especially some of these younger managers, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, again, Joe is has been around had been around a long time. He was kind of set in his ways, and that's okay. He did a lot of good things. He's forever going to be one of the most heralded managers in Chicago Cubs history. Mm-hmm. In any might, sport. Yeah. In any sport. Absolutely. Let's look at it. Any coach? I look at I look at Ozzie Gian, I look at Phil Jackson, I look at Joel Quenville, I look at Joe Madden Mike in the city of Chicago, and Mike Ditka. Yeah. That's your big five. And, you know, and that's okay, but what what you said, what Ross did tonight, giving the player the opportunity, hey, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts? You know, are you good? Do you think you have enough? If you don't think you have enough, we got a guy ready. Like, let's talk real quick. Hey, man, how's it going? And I think we got a little bit of a smirk out of Hendricks there. He might have even cracked a joke. Like, hey, man. <laughs> like, hey, get the, get the hell back 80, in the freaking dugout. He's like, he's like, hey, that 86-mile-per-hour gas is really going to burn you out. <laughs> you okay? You going to get through this? You know, who knows? But, like, that's huge, and I love that because, you know, as I, as a, obviously I played football, not baseball, but a college athlete, like, that coach communication is something that is so key on a successful team. To So to see a little glimpse of that with Ross tonight – and admittedly a crucial situation. It was late in the game. You got yeah, you got a three run lead, but they had a man on. Like they're only able to keep getting the lead runner instead of getting the double play. Hey, how you feeling, man? You got you, you gonna get through this out or do you want us to bring in a fresh arm? Nah, I got you, coach. All right, cool, let's do it. And he 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 paid it off for him. He got the out and Cubs win. And that's exactly what we need. So uh Cody, what are your thoughts going into this season little preview? Well, I mean, you kinda you kinda all of you kinda mentioned it. I mean the Cubs are going to have to play 10 games against every division opponent. We already got one win against Milwaukee tonight. So, against Milwaukee, I was hoping they at least split that. So, win five out of the 10 games. You split them with Milwaukee. You win seven out of 10 against 
Pittsburgh, which they should, because Pittsburgh is straight garbage. Like you can put Pittsburgh with with freaking uh, Detroit, Detroit and Kansas City, if you ask me. And then that leaves you St. Louis, the Reds, and uh, yeah. And as far as division, I I mean the Cubs are going to be right. Sixteen teams getting in the playoffs. If the Cubs don't make the playoffs at this point now, oh, it, the the scary. The, yeah. it, we're gonna be a lot more angry as the season goes along <laughs> yeah, if that yeah. if that happens. And I mean, considering it's one of those wild seasons because of coronavirus, you know, DH, you know, the second the the runner on second base and extra innings. Like I'm okay with them expanding it. I mean, the I like the idea of you know, it's like a three game series, I believe, uh, in the first round or something like that. Mm-hmm. So and that and that's for every team. Like you could be the best team, I believe. I don't think there's any buys. So like, it's just gonna be like March Madness in a sense, kind of at the at the end. Yeah. But you know, we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, if this Cubs team doesn't make it in with sixteen teams. There's some serious issues yeah, that we're going to be problems. talking about yeah. as, the, as the season goes along. So, I'm, I mean, I don't want to say we're going to just. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to guarantee it. But if we don't, then we got a lot of issues. So, with that said, you know, I think over the exhibition games, like seeing a game like tonight was just so like refreshing because, I mean, I I didn't do any of the podcast this week with you guys, but like those two games against the White Sox was just. Annoying. It was. It was more so. I was. The, it was the most annoying exhibition games I have ever watched the Cubs play. Because one, we got you know the guys on the south side. We got Eloy hitting a grand slam. Thanks, Cubs. <laughs> and then we got freaking. Uh, you know, just it, they looked terrible in that first game. And then the second game, uh, you know, Darvish was bad, but the bullpen actually looked really good. So I was like, kind of, you know, a little bit okay uh, outside of the Eloy home run, but. Um, you know, just seeing a game like tonight was just refreshing. So, you know, I think, you know, like we said, home runs, uh, I don't want them to like live or die with the home run because that will not, that will not win you a world series at the end of the day. But, you know, I, with how every, each game means so much, maybe not in the first month of this season, but as the season moves along and everyone kind of sees where teams are. Getting ahead early is going mm-hmm. to make a bigger difference than it ever has before. It's yes. going to feel yep. like a playoff game because every team knows they have to win yep. because there's less games. <laughs> so that's just added pressure, more pressure on the starting pitcher. If your team is like on the outside looking and in, on the manager, yeah, about like the manager pulling this pulling is tonight's game. The easiest game Dave Ross will manage probably the entire season, unless we're throwing Kyle Hendricks out there. From, <laughs> unless he's throwing complete the pot right yeah. now. No, really, it is because realistically, when you look at it, I don't think there'll be. I mean, I love you, Charvers, and I hope he does exactly what Kyle <laughs> Hendricks did tonight. But uh, I don't think anybody on this panel foresees that being something tomorrow. I think no. tomorrow is a battle, you know. Yeah. So, but you're right about that. Yeah, like it. Th- that's why, like, it's really going to matter, like, who starts out hot. Mm-hmm. If the Cubs start out three and seven, with tonight being one of those three games, <laughs> we're going to be freaking out. Like, Cubs Twitter is going to be more freaking out. Like the world ending, whatever you want to call it, like than it ever has in the last four years, which is insane because they've actually been pretty good. But you know how it comes to Twitter is they they react very quickly and it, it's kind of depressing sometimes. So jolt with the jolt reaction. Yes, yes. So give me a lot of jolt reactions this year. <laughs> once again, so tonight, great start. You know, 
you guys you guys mentioned like Milwaukee happened to use their bullpen. Well, they didn't have to use Josh Hader tonight, so he's gonna be fresh tomorrow. Yeah, we already know they're probably gonna have to see him tomorrow. And if the Brewers have a lead going into like the seventh inning, he's Josh Hader's coming. He's gonna pitch all three. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I think I think you know with Darvish going tomorrow, yeah, you really like to win. And you know when you think about however many wins you need to, you know, be a whether a top seed or making the playoffs, you know, winning a series is is really like emphasize so much more i i don't it's, unless you're playing like the bottom teams where you know you need to win like teams like milwaukee if we're going to add teams in the al like you know winning two out of three against the twins and the indians and the white Sox. i mean the cubs will make the playoffs if they're if they do that against yep. those three yep. teams yep. and then the rest i mean against the nl central it's just going to be a battle it's going to be like a, a freaking fight every night i like I said, if you if you win five out of the ten against Milwaukee this season, that's that's good. And if you do that against uh, the Reds and the Cardinals, okay, but you're probably not going to be at the top. Sure. So it all is going to come down to how the Cubs perform against those two teams. Um, you know, I I'm just happy that we had sports. I, we haven't mentioned yeah, that. Right? Man. We haven't. We've we, we finally here. got spoiled. We, we got yeah. we got sports that matter tonight. Yeah. Like. We didn't watch a game that's already been played. We didn't watch an exhibition game. Like new things to talk about. Probably why this episode is so long. It was so, so insane to just be able to sit down and watch an actual it baseball was, game being played. Like it was great. Yeah. Like I don't know. That's what I'm going to remember the most from tonight. Just the fact that we got to watch a game and you know Kyle Hendricks just went out there and shoved man. Like there's yeah. no other way to put it. And uh, maybe no fans really helped him out. Not to denounce him. But I mean, he has no emotion or whatsoever. I mean, it doesn't even matter if there's fans out there for him. You know, like, he's the professor. He yeah, I think, I think Kyle <laughs> Hendricks could pitch a gem in a hurricane. I <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Yeah. I think it would the, be so like. I think the professor not only can he pitch with you know his students in the stands, he can also pitch uh, virtual learning, which everybody's having to do. Yeah, too, which you know I mean? teasing. We may have a T-shirt coming out soon. Yes, a little T-shirt idea little that we had while we were idea. sitting. A little professor idea. We're uh, but, we're in the works of getting that one. Going. But just to build on what you're talking about, like we were talking about how getting ahead early in the season, getting ahead early in games too. Yeah, I mean dictating what guys that managers are able to use because maybe, like you said tonight, Hater didn't pitch, but why didn't Hater pitch? Because they were down two zero early in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, not going to burn a guy like that super early to get. You know, you're going to throw your C-minus guys out there, and that's when the Cubs can feast and pitch their C-minus guys. You know, maybe you save some bullets until you get in the playoff. And, I mean, we talked about it. The 16 teams are going to make the playoffs. I think there would be very few teams who would want to play any Cubs team that starts out with Hendricks, Darvish, Lester, Quintana. I mean, those all four of those guys have been in the playoffs. They've been there. They understand how to win games late in seasons. That's that's one pitching staff that you can look at and you can lean on. I know that we've you know talked about how maybe they're older, maybe they're older the, over the hill. The Cubs pitching staff isn't as good as you know it, it used to be. But let's be honest here, guys. Like in a in a short playoff, there'd be very few teams who could match up with those four. And I think just get in, you know, get ahead in games early, and and just bury these teams that way. You can save bullets, and you can get to the end of the season, get in there and play the games, and whatever happens, happens. Because baseball is the dice roll of all sports. Get in there, see what happens, and after that, we'll, we'll hopefully we're, we're 
celebrating a trophy in 2020. Cool. Yeah, I think I think you know just kind of just one quick thought to build on that. I think this is truly a year of literally take it one day at a time. Yes. Every day, you know, in a 162 game grind, you know, there you can have an off day and it's okay. All right, whatever, you know, shit happens, but. Literally in a sixty-game season like this, and in a playoff where you know, like you said, anything can happen. Literally every day, just take it one day at a time. Every day is a new challenge. Let's let's go out there. Let's like it's it's you know it's kind of the cliches, but it's hey, let's go win the day. And if you win more days than you don't, you're in the playoffs. And then who knows what happens? You know, there could be a one versus eight upset this year, and I love that idea. I think as always a fan. So I think a lot of good things that we'll keep our eye on here over at Cubs on Tap. And obviously, we'll continue to bring them to our listeners as the season progresses. So, let's look forward. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about it as the as the evening has gone on here. So let's let's go ahead and get into this uh, this game preview here. So tomorrow at one o five Eastern Daylight Time, which is twelve o five Central Daylight Time on July twenty fifth at beautiful Wrigley Field, the zero and one Milwaukee Brewers will be taking on the one and zero Chicago Cubs. Corbin Burns is your pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about him. Uh, and obviously, you Darvish is going to take the mound for the hometown Chicago Cubs. We saw what happened tonight. Um, obviously, there's not a lot of statistics to dive into on who's done what this season. You know, we can't sit here and say, oh, so-and-so has done... You know, bat 300 over 18 games against the Milwaukee Brewers this year. We don't have that yet. So it's a little early, but that's your pitching matchup. So uh, I'd say let's just quickly go around the horn. Let's get a little bit of a preview and thoughts. And uh, before you close it out and pass it on, I would love to hear who your Fly the W player of the game pick is for tomorrow. Uh, I'm hoping that Darvish goes out there and spots his fastball. It sets up all his other pitches. If he can spot his fastball, he has a good outing, plain and simple. And uh, I'll even go so far as to if he's doing that, he's definitely my fly the W player of the game. I want him to go out. Yes, Hendricks had this awesome <laughs> gem, but here's mine. <laughs> and I want to see that. And I, I hope he goes out there and does that and produces. Hopefully guys can still have good at-bats. Maybe more guys can get on board. I'd like to see Jay Hay do something more. Uh, maybe draw a walk, maybe pull a single. He's such a pull guy now, so... It's hard to pull a single. Everyone's shifting, but we'll see. But hopefully, yeah, Darvish has a good start. Darvish is your fly the W player. I'm yep. Juice, what's up? Yeah, I uh, going into tomorrow, I, I thought that tonight Chris Bryant had great at bats. So I think this is going to be my fly the W player of the game. But, like, Cody, I mean, I think if you were to ask me for every game from here on out what the key to the game is, it's getting ahead. You know, you said it so well. That you know, it, it sets up the rest of the game, and I think we saw it tonight. That when when you're able to lean on your starting pitcher for longer than the five innings we're used to in today's ball game, it sets up so much easier as a manager, and there's less opportunity to put the wrong guy in the wrong situation, and that's what I think this year is going to come down to. I think that as much as David Ross is a new manager. I'm expecting three or four wins of this year to be like David Ross was a big reason why we won that game because he either moved a guy in or out or he went with a bullpen arm that was in a high leverage situation and it worked. Maybe a guy who isn't, you know, towards the top of that trust, you know, circle of trust that we've, we've always talked about on this podcast. But uh, as, as the season goes on, it's I, I get ahead. And uh, if you're a manager that can, you know, eke out a win – 
you know, if you're if if you're going into this, you know, third game against the Brewers, or you know, you're going in with going two all. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, you're mm-hmm. realistically looking at you won six in a row. So that's that's my thoughts, and I, I'll go with uh, um, Chris Bryant for tomorrow because he, he had great bats tonight. Love that, Cody. Um, well, tonight I went with Javi Baez, and I know Ryan. You said that uh, you know he had he hit the ball hard all over the field just for outs. Um, I pulled the ball a lot though, and I I like it. Nick said it earlier. I like it when he goes the other way. Uh, so I I'm not going to take him as my player of the of the game or what we're calling it, but uh, I'm hoping that he he does that tomorrow because he kind of struggled in the exhibition games, and I I shouldn't be worried about hobby bias, but this is this is being a Cubs fan, guys. Um, <laughs> as far as pitching matchup, it looks like he's a right uh, the Bruce pitcher is a right-handed pitcher. Know nothing about him if he does, if he if he's like Kyle Henderson and, and throws soft, the Cubs aren't going to hit him. That that is literally <laughs> the recipe for disaster for the Cubs the last four years. Yep. They can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball, but they cannot hit these soft tossing guys. The Brewers had a guy a couple of years ago, or not even a couple of years, but even last season, he Rara. was similar. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, Zach Davies. Zach Davies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zach Davies. That guy, I don't know if he's still Davies. on the team or not. No, but he's but, he's out in uh, San Diego now. Okay, well, good for him. He's not going to play the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's gone. He's but gone. he he's similar. Like the Cubs could never. And, and I was always like, how are we not hitting him? He doesn't. He doesn't even throw hard. Yeah, and like, like seventy or eight when yeah, he's coming in. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, Hendricks is similar, but Hendricks is clearly so much better than that guy. But aside from the point. I'll just I'm saying that if this guy throws if he doesn't throw hard and he doesn't throw a lot of fastballs, the Cubs are probably going to struggle early and hopefully they figure him out later in the game. Um but uh you guys are kind of dug on Jason Hayward and I I know he had he had a few bats right like he did hit one hard out to uh, right center uh, for a, a hard out. So I'm I don't want to take him as my player of the game but I I didn't think he was as bad as you guys kind of emphasized. Um but I, I wanted to take Ian Happ tonight, uh, but uh, who was it? Mishler, you took Ian Happ tonight, and you told me that beforehand. So I was like, all right, I don't want to be the same as someone, so I didn't take him. Uh, so I'm going to take him now before anyone else can. Uh, coming <laughs> off a two-run uh, home run tonight. He was second on my cue. Yeah, was, yeah. With I'm going to take Ian Happ tonight. Uh, Nick said earlier, you know, the center field battle. Like, obviously, the one of the biggest questions uh, about this Cubs offense, Cubs team, who the hell is going to play center field? Ian Happ, play him every single day and have him build off uh, this, you know, this two, the, this good night tonight. Um, yeah, and I, I tomorrow tomorrow's game means so much more than tonight's game in a sense that okay we have Darvish, but then on Sunday I'm assuming it's going to be Tyler Chatwood because it is. It is yeah, Chatwood. and I know Tyler Chatwood was an improved pitcher last season, but I have more faith in you, Darvish, tomorrow than I do Tyler Chatwood on Sunday. And if we don't win tomorrow, then you're going to put pressure on Tyler Chatwood to win on Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. we're if we lose tomorrow, we're all going to have a complete different feeling going into Sunday's game with Tyler Chatwood starting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, we might we yeah we might all be melting down. So. Yeah, definitely, like, I don't want to say it's a must-win on game two of the season, but, like, tomorrow's kind of a must-win. This baseball yeah, season is so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> we just won or won to know, and we're sitting here it's on the podcast. Tomorrow is must-win. must-win. We cannot lose. We can't lose tomorrow. We got our best, like, who I thought was supposed to be the ace of the staff 
and we're playing on our home field. I don't care if there's no fans in the stands. The, play, the guys are more comfortable there. We got to win as many home games as we possibly can. We had we traveled the second least amount of miles than anyone else in the league. Like you got to win these games. You got to beat teams like the Brewers, who I think are going to trend down this year because their offense isn't going to be nearly as good. They lost Mustakas. They lost Grandall. Like, and we saw it. Like nothing. Like yeah, Hendricks after, was great. After Yelich, like, it was like, okay, yeah. who else? We have to after you got Yelich out, we were kind of like, all right, Ryan Braun, the guy's been trash for like five years now. All right, so you know, I'm. That's why tomorrow is very like I'm like I'm like I said. It's, <laughs> Do or die. <laughs> I don't know, guys. But what yeah. a weird season. We gotta, I think we got to win tomorrow. That way, we feel good going into Sunday. And I, I don't want to ha- not have confidence in Tyler Chadwood, but like I'd much rather see Jose Quintana in that spot than him. So, yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. Soon yeah, I agree. Um, no, I think you guys all bring up good points, and I, I don't want to you know drag that on too much further. But just yeah, it's a big game tomorrow. I think. Uh, it, it's a tale of two Darvishes that we're going to see tomorrow. Do we get first Ooh. first inning? T-shirt idea. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> two Darvishes. Do we get Do we get first inning against the White Sox Darvish or every other inning he pitched? Well, he pitched. He pitched at the cell against the White Sox. Fair. And he's been very good at Wrigley Field. He has been. So that is true. Maybe yeah. silver lining. Yeah, maybe a silver lining. Um, which when uh, it makes Knicks. Prediction maybe yeah. that much better. It may it might make it, but honestly, like I think as long as like you said, I think you hit it on the money. As soon as you said that, I was like, yes, he nailed it. If he spots that fastball, it sets up all his nasty stuff. Yeah. And if he's that dangerous spotting the fastball, good luck. He might he might have a Shane Bieber esque outing for those that don't didn't see that tonight. He went six innings and struck out fourteen for the yeah. Indians tonight. That is Only a six, night. That is a night. Quick baseball question. Bill, yeah. and we'll just real quick answer. Would you rather have a Kyle Hendricks start or, or the 16th strikeout? Kyle, Hendricks. Okay. Kyle yeah. Hendricks. Okay. Especially when I'm, just, not I'm even, glad I'm sitting with people who like. No, no, no. Because some people are like, 16th strikeout is freaking amazing. Well, like, it, depends, okay. it is, but like. So, like, here, here's the context. If the pitcher's pitching for my favorite team, I want him to go to a complete game and not have to use the bullpen. If he's pitching for any other team in the league and I have him on my fantasy team, I want him to shut oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of a tale of two, you know, it's two, two different. So, okay, two different I know Hendricks hasn't thrown a no-hitter, but what would be more impressive, watching Hendricks throw a no-hitter or Jake Arrieta's no-hitters that we've seen? Jake, uh, oh, that's Kyle tough. Hendricks. No, I go Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. And a guy who throws that... That soft, yeah, yeah. you know, because so it's, it's it really so crafty. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say it's so yeah. much more. Craft. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's so much more craft than it is just overpowering guys. But don't get me wrong. I, what I would kill to see a Jake Arrieta no hitter oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like if the Cubs had 2015 Jake Arrieta right yeah. now. Oh man, he would have been starting to that. That's that was the case. Hendricks would have been going tomorrow. That's worth going to a bedroom and a bottle of Jergens, man. <laughs> <laughs> Put the picture on top. <laughs> Put the picture on the ceiling, yeah. ceiling and go to town. Just glue it up there. You don't even need to bring it. Riz all over yourself. Yeah, there you go. Riz all over yourself. Is that a t-shirt idea, too? No, I'm, I'm fine with that. We've had plenty of t-shirt uh, ideas. We have. We've had we some good ones. We're getting towards the end of this episode. We have to. Though. We are. And we are. And and so that's where I just kind of wanted. I wanted to finish up. You know, it's it's really it's a tale of two darvishes for tomorrow. And if you get the very good at home Darvish, the stuff's nasty. He spots that fastball. I feel good about tomorrow's game for the Cubs. Um, I'm I'm. So here's my thing, okay? For my fly the W player, Caratini's going to catch Darvish. Like yes. they've already announced that. I don't know if Wilson's going to DH tomorrow. I would like to think Wilson's going to DH tomorrow. And if he does, I have Wilson being my fly the W player. 
league. Fair enough. Or the game. Because he was hitting the ball hard tonight. Well, you need a fair, like, B guy. Agreed. Well, and so that's why I'm not even going to go Contreras. I'm just going to put him on my, hey, watch out for him list because I think he's going to have a game tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and take Anthony Rizzo again. I'm going to I'm gonna double down. I'm going to double down. He had a homer tonight. He had a, he had a homer tonight. Yep. had good at-bats. Got maybe, hit by a pitch. And this is the thing, too. Maybe we need to revisit the point system because, realistically, there could be three guys you could give out points to. There could be. And I would you know be, what I mean? Maybe like I would first, be first, second, doing third. We'll, we'll talk about that. Deal. Yeah. We'll, we'll maybe we'll dive into that. I will say this, though. If you're listening to this podcast, follow Cubs on tap. That way you can follow along and have your own picks. Because underneath it, I, we, we did tweet out. Submit your own, yeah, and maybe yeah. maybe at the end of the year, if you pick four or five, we'll send you we'll send you a non tap t shirt. Yeah, we'll send you a t shirt. I'm down for that idea. So yeah, again, follow us on Twitter. We are at Cubbies on Tap, C U B B I E S O N T A P. Um, you can follow us there, and it'll be all kinds of good. Um, and just to get out of here, <laughs> oh all right, boy! All right, all right, hold on, Prez is back. Before you guys, guys do anything else, this 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 show. Shots. This show's been going on for like an hour now. This is, a post, an hour. this is a post-game show. It's supposed to be like 20 minutes, whatnot. So since you guys have taken so long to get through whatever you guys need to unpack, and I know maybe like 10 minutes of that was me, you all get a jello shot. Let's go. <laughs> Let's you know, go. Thank you. know, you. Prez, we did fit the season preview show. Into, into tonight's one. episode. Yeah. Well, that's that's great, but you guys get a jello shot. So yeah, we will that. jello shot it up, and we'll cheers our way out of here. Yeah, we will. We will. Want to remind everybody again, as we mentioned in midway through the episode, find us www.ontapsportsnet.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good flavor. <laughs> At ontapsportsnet across all social media. Subscribe to our YouTube and Cubs on Tap. We are the official podcast of ontap sports network the ontap sports network go ahead and check out what's on tap in chicago sports we're going to get out of the only way to how to ladies and gentlemen we're going to cheers let's go cubbies, Crack, let's, let's, go go cubbies. cubbies. let's go, let's go. Woo. cheers